State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. That's how we own it! What's up, family? It's your girl, Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of Street Politicians, the, the place, place where, where the streets, streets and politics meet. What's, What's up? The streets, politics, politics. You know what? The other day, I went to check like something. I don't know if it was banking or some important app that I have, and my gender was pre-selected as gender non-conforming, and I was like. It's very interesting that someone that the system shows that for me. Pre-selected, like it's totally yeah, it was just there. I'm like, just, I yeah, never you, said you, that. No, no, I mean, you know, obviously, I support people who are gender non-conforming, but I still would like to choose female. Yeah. And they they put not gender non-conforming. And I was thinking to myself, this is it's interesting that it's a pre-selection. Yeah, that's very interesting. It's it's interesting that not only is there pre-selection. But the pre-selection 
It's something that you didn't select. I didn't select. It's so many things that's been happening. I've had, let me tell you something, my son. This is what I have learned. You have to be really, really on top of your business. Because at one point, someone was um, charging or moving somehow uh, payments or money in in increments of 19,000 some change from my account but the system was blocking them and then i had to put these controls on my account that stops everything so now every damn thing i do things are not going you know i gotta go in i gotta click the thing and and agree to this payment because this was happening over some time and if it was not for the fact that the system was kicking it back it would have been gone because however this person or this whatever it is had the situation set up, it was like working. Like, cause you could see the money was coming out of my available balance. It was like really something serious. And they did it more than one time. Oh, I know how they, how we, how we found out. There wasn't $19,000 in there at one point. So there was like a negative thing. And I'm like, what is, what is this? I would, you know, I didn't try to spend that kind of money. And it was actually because they had, and they had tried before. So they got a couple dollars. No, they never got it. Oh. Each time, it, it did not like, clear. But this time, oh, okay. so there was more of an clear, alert because it, it, it holds it for two days okay. and then it'll bounce back in. So that happened and I obviously didn't know, right? Because you know how you try to leave your money and don't freaking spend it. Like, this is the biggest challenge of my life is not spending your money, trying to save my money. And so I did. I wasn't checking. And then the next time, because of the fact that there was not enough money to cover that type of transaction, it set off other alerts that I have, and they sent me messages. And I'm like, what? 19? What are you talking Like, you know, it was like the apocalypse happened in my life. Like, what are you talking about? And when I went, and then, you know, they looked back and they saw. So the point is that you have to check your balance regularly. You got to check your balance you have to make sure you know exactly how much money you have in in your in the bank in your investment accounts. You know, now investment accounts is a little bit different because I've been told you kind of put it, leave it and just let it grow. But every now and then you still need to check to see what's going on. Um uh, because you know, you have to you have to know like shit, you might have made a whole lot of money too and have no idea that you're you're up and if you up, some people feel like while I'm up, let me take at least what I put in out or some portion of what I put in out and leave the rest, you know, and leave and leave the rest. So, you know, it's, it's it, you have to be, you have to monitor. You can't just in the game with two toes. Like you have to be in it all the way. And it's a lot of things, taking care of your body, taking care of, you know, your, your everything, your yes. job. It's, it's a lot of responsibility. It's so it is, it, and it's a lot. Being grown is the hardest job. In the that, world, yo, it is just People, so. Hard. I remember when I was young, I just wanted to be grown. So oh, I just God. can't wait to grown be grown. Grown is ghetto, so yo. I can do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Now I don't want to do none of the shit that I want to do because want to do comes with payments oh. and spending money. And it's ghetto here. It's it so really is. It's like. It's like every, every day, I, and then getting up at a certain time and doing this. Oh, oh man, and being doing this. And, and if you don't do it, you're not going to And it's not going to happen. When you was young, you get to sleep or whatever, or you could have days off, and the food still was going to get on the table. 
and it's still gonna get done. And you didn't, you thought, like we were just talking about the magic card, the magic whatever. <laughs> yeah, but what I told you, we, the had little, we had the food stamp card, so it was different. The little kid the little on, on Instagram, <laughs> he's like, um, he's like, yeah, you know, mom, just the the card, the free money on the card, <laughs> you give them the card, is magic. No, it's yeah, not. No. It's not. It's your ass. It's not. And it's, it, you it's know, your ass being worked off. And as I prepare to be a grandma. And you are already a grandpa. No, you're a G pop. Yeah, I'm gonna be grandma. Uh, I just look at the young people that are having these children, and I and my mom. You know, my mom is. You know, my mom is the realist. And I'm like these young kids. My mom like them kids ain't that young. They 23 years old. That is not that young. 18. That was young. 17, 16, 23. These are people going to have to stand on up and handle their business. And I said, I don't think they can do it. She said, well, why could you do it? How come I could do it? What do you mean? The world does it. They're going to do it. Every day. They're going to do it. But I feel for them because they don't They're out here procreating, and they're going to figure it out. It's on the job training. (laughs) (laughs) It's on the job training. Like, you're going to have to figure it out. You're going to get a couple shitty pampers. You're going to be not sleep. You're going to be stressed out. You're going to miss it. You want to do. There's another meme where they got, they showed a baby. There's a little video. They sh- the guy's lifting his baby up. He's so cute. He's going to oh. And the baby pisses everywhere. Out the pan. The pamper's on. But you know, if you have the baby, a boy, a male child's penis the wrong way in the pamper, yeah. the urine can come out yeah, of it. Shit can come out too. <laughs> I, I, I had a couple of those pampers where shit was everywhere. You <laughs> just happy your clothes, good clothes. You know, it's a lot, yeah. and that's the that if if it was just peeing on you and pooping on you, that'd be fine. But it's a whole it's other situation. It's not sleeping, it's crying, it's got to feed. Is you don't know why they're crying. They're hysterically crying. It's all types of shit. You just trying to figure it out, man. It's so much that happens. So. Uh, what is going on? I tell you. So first of all, help me understand this: the sex trafficking thing that happened in Georgia. Okay. So I, this, this is what I don't understand. Let me, let me, let me get this straight because I, I really need it to be. This is what I don't know, get. You need to be yeah. straight. No, for real, it's a little bit yeah, straight. I just because I don't say that. Okay. So, so I just you know we have thanks. Shout out to Precious who gives us a, a strong rundown so we can be on point and not just talking. P. Diddy. Did the, the Georgia Sheriff's Department went to, they had been monitoring a ring, a sex trafficking ring. So they went to bust the ring. At the same time, a deputy sheriff's car couldn't make it from okay, so maybe they went they went to Florida, right? They had to let me see where did they go? Where did they, right? Okay, okay, okay. So they're from Georgia, but somehow or another, this thing, this sex trafficking ring, goes it stretches all the way to Florida, exactly. So it's from yeah. Georgia to Florida, cross state lines. So he was going to a conference, and they said his car. He didn't think his car could make the trip. So he took an official car, but he had already been set up by the uh, somebody, you know, a detective who was texting with him, setting up prostitution, sex work, and 
the person was going to see him. I think he may, I don't, anyway, I don't want to add any extra. So he was talking to this person. So they set it up. He had liquor for the person in the car and liquor for himself. And he was on his way to go meet this individual. And then when he got there, they busted him. Now, here's what I'm trying to understand, because I, I'm not really clear. Because then they, I think they suspended him till, until further notice. He wasn't, like, immediately fired. So I told you now, he has the alcohol and stuff in his car, in the in their in the, uh, uh, official car. So that's automatically you get in trouble for that. Mm. So he do, he makes these phone calls, does whatever. So then when, they, when he gets there, because he was supposed to pay, I think, $120 for sex. And then, and then, but he ended up offering $180 or something later on. So the oh, price Lord. went up, went up a couple dollars. Cause he said he wanted the full treatment. This the police in the car, police. in the, in. The deputy chief. Not just the yeah, he's the deputy chief. The deputy chief. So they catch him. And, um, you know, and, and so he becomes a part of this ring. Now here's what I'm trying to figure out. And this may be a part of his legal defense, right? Because the title of the story and how I keep seeing it, it's a little, like, I'm not clear. Just because you went somewhere to buy sex, which is that you're, you know, you on the job official and you're in the official car and that's not supposed to happen. And I'm sure there's charges and whatnot. How does that apply to the sex trafficking thing? Other than the fact that where he was going to get the sex was clearly from some ring that had been set up that they were selling these girls bodies. Well, I guess it's, it's, a, it's a ring, right? So they they were able, they say that they were able to say two women. Two women. So obviously, whoever was trafficking these women, they was following them and, and that led them to, to see. So who, he was just happened to be. Yeah, he was part of the ring because they was kidnapping the girls, trafficking them. And then selling them for sex. So but how are you a part of the ring just because you went to get the sex from the ring? Because you don't know it's a ring. But you do know it's a ring. How you do know, you know that? You know it's illegal. I mean, you know it's illegal, but you don't got to know it's a sex trafficking ring. But that's what I'm ring. saying. You, be... You're part of the sex trafficking ring because it's a whole ring. That's what they say it's a ring. It's a circle. They're catching everybody. It goes around. It goes. If you buy it, trafficking, you, then you sell a coochie. It comes back. Exactly. The money comes back. So whatever it is, you know. So it's a whole ring. And they also not only did they find him him but they got some te math teacher they got a physical ed teacher and some disney workers so they got wow a lot of people got caught up they said over wow. 160 people was caught up in this um week-long stint wow yeah well i think i you know i don't think that sex trafficking that 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 particular charge is going to stick to him unless they can prove that he knew that that's what was well i don't think on. he's been charged with that i think he's been charged with Oh, okay. So a so sex listen, trafficking bust ring. It's a whole ring. Causes them to learn of people. Exactly. Ah, now because I was really exactly. like I was, you know, reading is like, fundamental. Yeah, that's why they and that's what they do. They they sensationalize. They say the word sex trafficking, and now it looks like you out here kidnapping people. You know? Yeah, so you got to be very careful. well. Not just kidnapping, coercing. There's a lot of ways that sex trafficking happens. So anyway, you know, this is just really crazy. And it then, is. sir, sir, sir. Disney World. The Disney World. And you don't, you don't mess around. They, he hasn't even lost his job yet. They say he's suspended. I'm yeah, like, what are you talking he brought, about? He brought a prostitute. Brother. But he that's not cool, though. It's not nah. cool. Can't, not in their car with the liquor. Saying, listen, I'm not saying any of it's cool. I'm just saying prostitution is the oldest profession. 
but but not know, if you're being forced most, to do most it. Most of these—that's what I'm saying. You know, people—they don't have anything that can say that he knows what the people feel. So we don't know work. that. Maybe you he know. does. And when the Disney work, it brought me to you know another thing <laughs> about people being mad about Haley Bailey. Haley Bailey. Yeah, she Haley. Haley Bailey. Bailey. Yes. Me, I was calling Holly Berry. You know, she, she, she they up there. They up there. You know what I'm saying? Haley Bailey. But they on their way though. They on their way. They on their way. Bailey girls. I love them. They on point. But they're mad because she's the new Little Mermaid. White people. White white people are mad. It's a disgrace. You know, they got a black Little Mermaid. And I seen the post today that made me laugh on our sister Duana Thompson's page where she said they mad. That the Little Mermaid black. Wait till they find out the Jesus. Is black. <laughs> well, they already know Jesus they know. is black. That's why they don't want Wait, the mermaid to be black. Listen. But I like the memes that say, you know, they're upset because a, fi a fish, a, per a, a woman that is part fish who sits in the sea and her best friend is a talking crab, they mad because they don't want that to be black. Lord. I mean, we just kept such a hard time. Now, speaking of things that's funny but not funny, let me tell you what happened to me today. You know, I, you know that I am working on how I respond to ignorance. But I'm trying to understand in my uh, thought of the day, is customer service done? Maybe COVID has created a situation oh, where... No, 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 no. There's a... No, no. Our production team, old Janice over there, will tell you that customer service has diminished or decreased greatly as of late. It's really... It's sad. Now, I go into Chipotle to get me a little meal. Little meal. And a young man who, a nice looking young man, you know, he's in there. First thing I walk in, there's a black woman and she's just as funny and, you know, and just, she's making everybody last lunchtime. Everybody's laughing and talking. She's like, she's telling the guy right in front of me, you know, you come in here all the time, you get the same bowl, but then there's another guy, you know, they, they, she's talking. She's like, I got to remember which one of y'all and everybody's talking, everybody's laughing. It's a good day. So I asked him to do something particular for my bowl, which I always have. And I mean, always. Anybody that goes to get me a bowl, everybody knows this is one thing that I like them to do. And it's not unusual. People do it all the time. He says to me, I, at first, and the woman, the black woman, tells the young man, oh, all you have to do to fulfill what I'm asking for is this one little thing. And she, it, it, we move on. And I'm still over there minding their business because the lady's making everybody laugh. I turn around and notice that he didn't do the thing. So I say, oh, you know, oh, you know, I'm thinking he just forgot or whatever. And I said, oh, could you please, uh, you know, make sure you do that. He says, I'm not doing that. And I said, hmm, okay. I said, why not? Like, what do you mean? He said, I'm not doing it. I said, okay. I said, you know what? Because again, I'm trying to work on how I do it. I said, can you get your manager? Because I know this is a simple thing. And the manager will come and do it. I know that. I said, can you get your manager? The He says, no, you go over there and talk to him yourself. And I'm not looking at him like, this is what exactly is happening? But true. when he says that, 
first of all, the black woman is confused as hell, like what happened here? But also the man behind me, to his credit, the white man behind me goes, what? Like, why is, what is going on? What's the problem? So he says, you go over there. I'm, I got another customer. You can move over. I said, okay, wait. I'm not sure who you talking to, right? And that first time I said, I said, I'm a customer. I don't have to walk over there to get anybody. The manager needs, you need to go get the manager and tell him or her to come over here and talk to me. He said, well, I'm not doing that. I said, well, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? When you said customer, it made me laugh. Because you was about to cuss the motherfucker. Oh, out. absolutely. <laughs> I said, who the fuck do you that think you're dope. talking? I'm talking I to you. But as he says he's talking to me, in the most nasty voice he could come up with, the manager is coming and is listening to what's going on. And he goes, no, no, uh, you go back to the back. So he sends him to the back. And then the manager asks me, well, what's the problem, right? Because, of course, it must be well, something. I mean, this must be. We need to get your police on this because they cussing it. He says, what's the problem? I said, I asked the young man if he could take, because I don't really like a lot of beans. I said, I asked him if he could take the bean gravy with the little cup like y'all do all the time and just put it on the thing. And he said, what? The manager was looking like, I know that this is not what this is about. Okay. And another guy runs up. He goes, oh, no, no, you just do this in the dark. Why are you talking? What are we going? So you're going through something, whatever it is, obviously. And the white man begins to say, this is ridiculous. Like, this is, this, this all of this was for nothing. I don't understand. Like, nobody understands this. And I said to the black woman, the I said. The man was ready to quit. I asked the black he woman. Made, he made his mind. He was, this job wasn't for him no more. But I and asked the black woman, I said, did you. Destroyed and broke his back. I asked her, I said, um. I said, that's all I asked for was to read through. She said, yep. <laughs> it was so funny. So that happened to me there, right? And unfortunately, it was all black and brown people behind the table, which everybody, and once that happened and he was removed, everybody was super accommodating. It's Chipotle. They nice in Chipotle. Everybody was super accommodating. But then, so that happened to me in this situation. And I, and again, I feel sorry. I don't, something, I don't know what's wrong with you anymore. But then, I was on the plane the other day. First of all, it happened to me a few weeks ago. I was in the shoe department at Neiman Marcus, and a woman comes over and asks me what what kind of entertainment I'm into. Are you an actress, a dancer, or this or that? And no, ma'am, I'm not any of those things. And I, you know, it's fine if you are, but that's not what I do, right? And then I was on the plane in first class uh, yesterday, and the lady next to me just couldn't help herself. White woman says. Are you are you a singer? I'm just trying to figure out. It's like everywhere I go, it's either I'm dealing with racism or in service business, you're dealing with people who are not professional. You're dealing with all kinds of service individuals all over. I mean, I can name service individuals that can't what 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 is happening exactly? Like, do is there a school that you go there to? There needs to be a school. Shout out to my man Easy Al. Easy Al had a course that he wanted to, to teach people about customer service. He had drew up the he had his own little pamphlet because he realized that it's a it's a forgotten art. People don't know like you remember the customers always right you know that shit that's gone. It ain't no you not no customer. You somebody that come in and you fucking with my day. You know you I don't do, for stuff. I'm trying to do simple shit. I want to do one two three. I got to do something extra. Like I actually got to work today because you want. Some motherfucking stuff. 
Like, nobody want to deal with that, man. Mm-hmm. I just want my check. Just want the check. I want the simple. I don't want no back talk. I don't want you to want things that's outside of the menu. I want the shit to go the way I want it to go. And you come in there fucking around. You actually want Cause stuff. Not because I, as the employee, I must be paying for your food. Yeah. Yeah, they, people is just not happy that they actually got to work. You know, so I, I'm 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 sad that you had to go through. I just don't know what it is. And, and as far as the rate, I think a lot of times people think these are compliments, right? That when they look and say, "Oh, you're an actress," and you know, and and they don't realize it's underlying that there's in, innate there is, no that there is mentality that you yeah. you have to be doing something to entertain us in order to be in this statue. Because no black person has ever asked me that. Like, literally, I've never been anywhere. I mean, I'm talking about in service. I don't even, I can't think of anywhere at all. But certainly in, like, a service industry, I've never had a black person say, are you a singer or a rapper? Because it's just like, we know that you just don't ask that question. Anyway, we're living in a a day. Very, very strange time. So let's get to the topic. The topic of the day. And... You know, it's it's with a heavy heart, you know. R.I.P. to PNB Rock. PNB Rock. You know, Rest very good peace. dude. Sleep in peace. Sleep in peace. Um, but the level of violence that we are experiencing in our communities daily, not just in the music industry, but just in all of our communities. Every day there's a life loss. I've seen young kids who are athletes get killed this summer. I've seen babies get killed this summer. I've seen women, children, everything is shot over senseless violence. Every day you seeing somebody trying to rob somebody, somebody stabbing somebody. Like I want to know what is it going to take to really for us to come to the realization and understanding that we have to love each other, that we can't keep take, taking everybody's life. And it's like right now, especially as a rapper, it's like you're in a dangerous species. It's like it's like watching, and, and I say this all the time, you know, I don't blame any genre of music for violence, right? I think the music is the product of the violence. The violence is not the product of the music, you know? But when the violence in our community is being incentivized and these kids feel like that's the only way to gain some level of success, to get some level of money, to get notoriety, and it's being celebrated, then whose fault really is it, mm-hmm. right? Who's the fault? But past the fault, what do we have to do to fix it? Mm-hmm. You know, what do we have to do that we value lives, that people aren't taking your life over a chain, that people aren't want to kill you over words, or mm-hmm. that, you know, that people aren't smoking on each other's dead ops and all of these things. What do, what do we have to do? You know, I really want to sit down. I'm, I'm really trying to sit and see if we can organize you know, a panel or not a town hall, a panel, just really. a real meeting with people that I think are influential, who have are solution based on what it's going to take for us to start loving and protecting us in our own communities. Man. Like I, I really want to know. That's that's what the topic for today is. Like, what do you think it's going to take? What do you think is we going to keep losing? Mm-hmm. Is it going to take more lives being lost? Nipsey, we lost. You know, every every X, week. X. Extentia. Yeah, X, X, uh, young dog. Ex, we love, young dog. It's a lot. And, and the list goes, Mo3, like we, the list goes on and on where there's senses gun violence. So what do, what do we need to do? How are we going to 
curve it? How are we going to fix? How are we going to rechain the culture? You know, because right now the culture of violence is what's prevalent. So I want to know from y'all, you know, give us your feedback. What do you think it's going to really take to change the culture? That's a good topic. We'll talk about it more throughout the show. In fact, we should ask um, our guests about it. You know, we talked about it and we'll talk some more about the interview that I did this week. I tell you, these, as you said, headlines are so sensationalized because... Um, the TMZ interview, that the title of it is Tamika Mallory says, PNB Rock is dead because of uh, economic conditions in our community. I'm like, that's not exactly. But it's, it's, it's not what you said, it but it's true. Not it's exact. Much you know what I'm saying? I get it, though. I get it. And I know they're going to make it where it's, it's clickbait, but that's not exactly the point. The point, because I was asked about rappers, and I said, it's all black people in different areas, healthcare system, education, everywhere you turn, there's there are people dying, right? And the only reason why we know about rappers is because they are on, they, we, we know them. Mm -hmm. So it's making the news. But there's a bunch of people dying every single day to, and we've been it's talking about it. We've been talking about people who die because you can't get the proper healthcare or mental health issues. And we've been talking about it. So that means that black people in general, overall, in order for us to fight to stop the rappers from being murdered, which we absolutely have to, we have to also focus on the whole pie. In order to understand the whole pie, you got to understand white supremacy. What did he say? If you don't understand racism, then nothing I'm saying to you is going to make sense. A, a brother said that in a meeting one day, changed our whole life. You don't understand the root cause of why, it's, it's a jealousy, root cause, jealousy. There's, a, there's an issue. And social media has a big role yeah. in what we see happening today. You know, a six-year-old child died by suicide because he said that, or, or they, or, I don't know who said it, but uh, because of the racist comments, like the bullying that was happening in his school. Like, it's really, really sad. And our brother, David John, who we need to have on, um, he sent me an article yesterday that shows that suicide rates among Black women has, like, tripled. Skyrocketing is the word they use. Skyrocketing. So anyway, we we should, you know, I think as we bring our next guest on, the economic piece is what I said is going to be a big part of how we turn this thing around. Uh, I don't think it's the only piece because certainly there's got to be retraining. There's mental health stuff. There's a lot of things. But that economic piece is so important because if you think for one minute, we talk about this all the time, that you're about to go outside, pop, lock, and drop it, with your good stuff on, chilling, and people not gonna say, wait a minute, let me get a little bit of that. Yeah, I need sure. a little change. You know what I'm sure. saying? That's what's gonna happen. It ain't right. It shouldn't be, but that's the case because a lot of people don't wanna work for their own. They wanna take what you have instead of working for their own. And some people never been but taught how to work for their own. Some people's job is taking what you have. That's what I'm saying. And so you gotta protect yourself. You gotta protect yourself. You got to be smarter. You got to protect yourself. And we, those advocates, and we have to understand. I said, if you don't understand what you're fighting, you can't fix it. Because you have to know that you're not, capitalism is at the center, which is a, a struggle, is, which is a part of white supremacy. It is as a result of white supremacy that we have capitalism in the world, right? And so understanding the systemic role or the systemic part of it and the role that it plays 
and everything that happens, how we don't like each other, light skin against dark skin, you know, black women against Latino women, black men fighting one another, black men, uh, you know, abusing black women, black women not respecting black men. All of that is coming from something. We were not, We were, this is not who we were. We didn't just wake up one day and this is just, no, this stuff has been ingrained in our mind for decades because if we, not decades, this is longer than decades, right? This is, this is hundreds of centuries. years, centuries, multiple centuries, right? And, 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 and the reason why is because so long as they keep us weak and broken and separated from one another, then and only then can they continue to stay in power and in control. And somebody said, oh, a lot of people, oh, God, they went off because, you know, I post on my social media and I'm not like you. I'm not arguing. I just let them be mad and say what they want. I said what I said. I changed. Sometimes I go back. I, I changed. Yeah, you, you do a little. I don't but I, don't but I, I, I said what I said. That, oh, you're not, you're not talking about personal accountability. We, we got so much personal accountability we, every day. Every day we talk about personal accountability. We're talking about that. But somebody also has to focus on what is the root cause. And I think a part of, a, a part of personal responsibility is to educate yourself on why you feel the way you feel about your brother or sister or why you're able to pick up a gun or why you want to rob somebody. That's a part of personal responsibility. Facts. Got to educate yourself. Got to educate yourself. So, you know, let's talk to our next guest about yes, this, I, this, this and many other things. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future. Building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes... In a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. ACAST.
AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. So 19 years in the mortgage game, we're about to learn some things today. I um, really, really admire this brother. I follow him on social media and every time I see him, he's so humble and nice and kind and just so caring and willing to share information. And, you know, a lot of the guys out here that's making a whole lot of money because we know he's making a whole lot of money, oh, 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 a whole lot of money. They're not that nice. You know, so and I always tell you that I'd be like, you know, yeah. dude is just weird acting, like you know, it's a lot of weirdos. It's definitely chips on their shoulders, but he's not like that. Uh, MG, the mortgage guy, Math Matthew Garland. First of all, do people even call you Matthew Garland? <laughs> That's your Mine. whole government name in the street. MG, yo, it's it's, it's crazy because now people say MG or MG the mortgage guy, or they tell me my license number. Um, so that, that that's the crazy thing right now is like they were like, yo, NMLS number one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy right now. But I love that, right? Because I'm not out here talking about any foolishness. I'm talking about um things that can empower our community and for people to recognize me as a licensed professional and run up on me like I'm a celebrity or a rapper or entertainer and want to take pictures and talk. I mean, it's it's very humbling. So it's 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 um it's a great thing. But no, no one calls me Matthew Garland no more. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on uh, Street Politicians today. We've been trying to do this for a while, and we have, for the last several months, really been trying to focus on the economic conditions of our community. We have a topic that we've been talking about today. We've been sort of not so much debating, but discussing, and we're gonna get into that with you a late a little later. Um, but I just want to say that I think that's a good thing for our culture that we're shifting from just running up to the, you know, regular entertainers, which, you know, I have no problem with that. Sometimes I see people and I'm like, OK, this is a picture I want. It's rare, but I do. Um, and we're shifting it to people wanting to be close to and connected to folks who have a consciousness, some level of consciousness. And so I think that's actually progress for us as black folks, um, you know, in, in this country. I mean, I agree with that. I definitely agree, you know, watching, 
you know, those who are thought leaders, who are investors, who are teaching the culture about financial literacy, about, you know, ownership and things of that nature becoming the new stars. You know, I watch, I just was at InvestFest, which you were a part of, and I seen just watching how many people were there, just seeing how big, you know, just financial literacy and just black empowerment and black wealth is becoming in this country. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy for you, proud of you. You know, I follow you, I watch and see all the things that you do. And, you know, I just continue to do what you're doing, man. What 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 made you want to get involved in this? Like, how long have you been doing this work? Oh, man. So um, I've been in the mortgage business going on 20 years now. So when I first came into business, you know, there wasn't no social media. There was no Facebook. There was no Instagram. Um, there was nothing like the platforms like we have today. And there was barely any black people um, here doing any type of real estate. And the black people who did do real estate, they kept it quiet, right? We all know those type of people in our communities who get money, but they never want to share the information on how they're getting money. So when I came into business, you know, I had to learn the hard way through trial, trial and error and, um, you know, wins and losses. Uh, but I like to get those losses all turned into lessons. And um, just the whole social media thing, once I discovered like Gary Vee and those guys, probably back in like 2016, 17, I'm like, damn, they on to something. And, you know, I'm 44 years old, so I'm getting a little bit older, too. So I said, you know what, how can I reach the younger generation, especially in my community, um, with the information that I have? And that's why I started coming to social media and just started putting that information out there. And it's just kind of grown to, to what we see now. To you know, we're doing things like InvestFest. Um, shout out to my partners, Troy and Rashad and Mike at Earn Your Leisure. Um, 14,000 black and brown people for financial literacy. You would never think in a million years you would see that many people in a space to learn about financial literacy, business, real estate, stocks. So it's just been an incredible journey that um, we're all proud of. And we just want to keep championing our community and keep pushing things forward. Well, first, I want to say I was very much inspired and motivated, you know, by the InvestFest and just listening to you guys and just hearing how you was just giving so much jewels and motivation. It was it was very much inspirational. I came, I told her, I was like, listen, I'm we we gotta get focused. Like people is out here focused. You know, we doing a lot, we do a lot of work for our people, but we gotta really get financially focused and make real big decisions and and get into that space. So I just want to say thank you for that. No, I appreciate y'all. It was great seeing you guys there, man. And, and it's great to see just people that we've watched. Look, we love hip hop, right? We we grew up in the culture, right? So when we seeing folks like yourself there, T.I.'s there, you know, many different people that's just, we've watched for years. And now it's the two worlds are now starting to collide. It's just a beautiful thing. Um, and, you know, we, we love it. And we just want to keep, you know, doing our part to get that message out there to teach people, but also not just to give them information, but show them the way how they can execute. Right. Because right? that's most important, because I think too many times people um, get analysis paralysis. They'll sit here and watch videos all day or study, but never make a move. And one thing about us, we don't just want you to be motivated, inspired. We want you to go out there and do something, because in our community, we have to own some shit. We have to go out here and build our wealth because we're behind the eight ball already. Mm -hmm. So we're glad that people come out. They're motivated. But if you're not out here executing, then it's really all for nothing. You're just being entertained at that point. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think the way we all are being intentional in this generation as well, whether it be in the social justice space, in the political space, 
And of course, you know, in the other spaces that you're in that have to do with our well-being, right? People are being more intentional about making it look like what the culture loves. Mm -hmm. Because in the past, you know, all the people who were doing the things we're talking about, and not and, and it's not a knock, right? And maybe they did, they were fitting into that particular time, but it doesn't translate over. Right. Like it's it's and that's why you have people like Kirk Franklin and Ty uh, Tibbet, I think is the proper way to say his name uh, and others like that. And it doesn't mean a Bishop Jakes is outdated, but he's definitely bringing Sarah Jakes, his daughter, to the forefront because, you know, as generations come forward, people want to see things and hear words and language that really relates to them. And I think that's an intentional thing that we all have to work on every day. And there are some people that don't get it. They're like, oh, you know, you guys, you know, why y'all dress like this? Or how come you, you know, posting this type of, for me, everybody wants to know, why did you post pictures in your bathing suit? And I always say, I'm not trying to reach my mother's generation, right? I want to partner with them. I want to learn from them. I'm not saying they're not important because they have the wisdom. But I'm trying to reach a particular demo that understands that language, right? They, I, I get more interest from people who see me in a vulnerable or very authentic space. So I think we've been intentional about all of that, about that, and that helps. But now speaking of that, go back before this 20-year period and tell us more about what were you doing in your life? Like what exactly was happening that you was like, oh, this is the way that I'm going to go. You could have done other things. Obviously, you're brilliant. I mean, um, for me, look, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, um, but I, I represent Queens. You know, I, I, I went to Andrew Jackson High School. That's, you know, I'm a Queens guy, right, through and through. So I was like anybody, right? You know, my family is either drug dealers or drug users. You see what I'm saying? So I grew up a certain type of way in the 80s in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. So I'm around hustlers my whole life, but also, you know, and this is why I say I I'm a Queens guy because Brooklyn to me, those years was pain. My mother's a crackhead. I have uncles who was on drugs. I have uncles that were drug dealers. I have cousins. We all got cousins that was murderers and, and, and killers and robbers and all that stuff, right? So for me, when I was younger, I, all, all I saw was the hustle. So it's always deeply embedded into me, but I knew that's the route I didn't want. I didn't want to go the street route because I knew it led to nothing because I'm seeing people my age getting killed. I'm seeing people my age going to jail. And for me, I don't want no no parts of jail. I want nothing to do with it, right? So coming up, I really didn't know what I was going to do. I went to college, but I was a college dropout. You know, I went to a historical black college, NCCU in um, North Carolina. And it was just like a hustle, just trying to figure it out, throwing parties, doing this, doing that, just trying to make ends meet. And um, I got back to New York right after 9-11. And I started working for TSA and I thought, OK, you know what? Let me get the, the, the federal job. Let me get the benefits, you know, 50,000 a year. Why not? Right. And then my best friend at the time, uh, well, not at the time, still my best friend, but my best friend told me, look, why don't you go get into the mortgage business and be a loan officer? I said, what the hell is that? He said, you know, <laughs> people want to buy a house. They need a loan. And the loan officer is the one who gets them a loan. So I looked in the paper. This is before you can go on the internet and look for jobs. Like I really went in the daily news. And I used to do customer service jobs. I used to do salesman jobs. 
and I saw all these jobs for loan officers. And I'm like, damn, I never noticed this. So I just picked the first three companies that was close to my house and I went on interviews and I got hired and I've been doing it ever since. So I didn't know what a loan was when I first got in the business. No one t- teaches us about home ownership. No one teaches us about credit. So I never thought these, this was a field that you can apply for. I thought this was something only the bank could do and you need to have a master's degree to, to work in quote unquote banking, right? Um, so yeah, I was kind of like anybody else, you know, late teens, early twenties that was just trying to figure it out. And, um, thank God that I found something that kind of stuck to me and it became my passion and just learning numbers. I never knew i really loved numbers. I never knew that I loved making, um, other people happy because you have to be self-servant in a way when you're doing a job like this, because I kind of compare myself to a therapist because I'm always hearing somebody's stories. I'm always hearing some, I'm taking somebody's energy and emotions. So it's just something that I grew into and now I just love it. And I just want to keep doing it. So, you know, to answer your question, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. <laughs> keep it real. Before I got into this business, I'm thank God that I found it because it changed my life and I've been able to change other people's lives in the past 20 years. So what what is the like the first step? Like somebody wants to be get into doing mortgage loans and all this. Like what? Because most of us and I realize that we have fear. We have the starting fear like. We we see it as it's this biggest thing in the world, and I and I have to get out my own way with things like that, things that I'm not familiar with. And I look and I hear y'all talk about a lot of different things, and I'll be looking, I'll be like, yeah, it it's gonna be too hard for me. It's gonna be too much. I'm gonna have to go through all of these things. So, what is that first initial thing that you do that can tell somebody who's got that mind state like to to do just do that first? So me personally, I think. Everybody should explore getting their real estate license or getting their loan officer license because it's, it's it's not expensive, first and foremost, right? To get your loan officer license may cost you 500 bucks, if that. Um, you have to take a 25-hour class. You pass that class, then you pass the federal exam, and then you can submit your application um, to get a, your license, but then you have to get sponsored by a bank. Um, and there's plenty of banks out here, mortgage broker companies out here that will take a chance with someone who wants to learn the business. So it doesn't take too much time. And to get your real estate license, I think it's 70 hours that you have to commit to. And that's a couple hundred bucks as well. And you see there's thousands of people with real estate licenses, right? Um, but anybody can get licensed, right? That's the easy part. I think to actually now perform and do well at your job and become successful, you have to dedicate the time to educate yourself. You know, one of the mistakes that I first made when I came in this business, I didn't take the time to learn my history about real estate or learn my history about finances and things of that nature. I was just running gun. I just wanted to make money. I see these people in the offices making twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars a month, and I'm looking at them like, yo, if these clowns could do it, so can I. So I'ma just hustle. Right. That's all I know. But I would tell anybody else who's coming into this business today, you got to take the time to learn. You got to study your guidelines because you're dealing with people's livelihood. You're dealing with their life and you don't want to mess nobody up. So once you get your license is one thing. But I think self-education, you know, Google, Google's your best friend, YouTube University. You know, there's a lot of paid courses and things of that nature where you can um, deepen your knowledge base of this business to go out there and be successful. So did, how did you also at some point realize that you needed to learn about discrimination, like redlining and all of that within the industry as well, so that you could help to overcome the barriers that black and brown people face when they go for mortgages? To be honest, 
keep it a buck with you guys. No, in the beginning, again, I just wanted to make money. That's all mm -hmm. I cared about. And, you know, the wild cowboy days is when I came in this business, the subprime crisis, mm -hmm. right? You needed a post to get a loan at that time. So for me, and I was taught by ex-Wall Street guys, guys who got kicked off of Wall Street and they could just go in the mortgage business because there was no regulation. You didn't need a license at that time. So we were taught when I came in, I was taught by savages, to be honest with you. So everybody was a dollar sign. It, mm -hmm. I didn't care who you were. My thing is how much money can I make off the deal? Um, but when the market started crashing, I didn't have the education in the background to understand what I was doing was actually wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And karma has no expiration date. I lost everything during a crash. I lost property. I lost everything. I even lost my mental, right? Mm -hmm. um, it was one point in time I wanted to kill myself because my existence at that time was tied to materialistic items. You know, you come from the hood, you don't have no money, then you're making all this money, you're buying cars, you're buying bottles, you're going out. And then when you can't do it no more, it's like, damn. Like, what the hell is going on? It's I'm a loser. Right yeah, I'm a loser now, right? So when I lost everything, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me sit down and kind of learn the business. So when I when I got my mind back right, I started learning about redlining. I started learning about discriminating. I started learning, like, damn, how could they even allow us to do these type of loans, especially wow. to people that look like us, knowing damn well we don't even have the financial education. And I am a person sitting here originating these loans and I don't even have the education. Mm -hmm. I'm not even that qualified to give the loans that I was given, right? Um, so that's what really made me say, you know what? I got to do this business different. I got to learn how to deepen a relationship with the person. I got to learn how to um, value their needs because it's not about the money that I'm going to make. It's about if I help you reach your goals, the money is going to come. Mm -hmm. So that's when I really started paying attention to the history and things of that nature and started realizing the wealth gap that our community has in real estate. And now that's why you guys, what I'm talking about now is stuff I was talking about 10 years ago, mm -hmm. just to my client base of people who knew me, especially to black people, because now I'm dealing with people who are affluent. I used to work for Chase and I was on Wall Street. So I'm dealing with hedge fund guys and, and this, that, and the third. And I'm seeing how they're structuring their loans and their business. And I see how when my people come in, they're not thinking about having all these different trusts and things of that nature. So I started taking the information I was learning on Wall Street and just passing it down to my people. And they still couldn't really understand what I was saying. Right. But I still was like, I was talking about it. And now that's what you see me today is I preach, you know, generational wealth. I preach life insurance. I preach setting up trust, you know, making sure you're doing things the right thing, making sure you can afford the home because it doesn't matter what the bank would give you. That eligibility for a loan doesn't mean shit if you can't afford to make those payments. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's very important because these banks would give you a loan. They don't care. They're waiting for you. They're waiting for your downfall. Right. Yeah, they're waiting for your downfall. So ultimately at the end of the day, I want to preach affordable home ownership. I want people, if you're going to go out here and you're going to take debt on, make sure you can pay it. Even if you're buying rental properties, these tenants ain't guaranteed to pay you anything. Mm -hmm. You better make sure you have that money to pay the mortgage because these people want their money, regardless mm -hmm. of what you're going through. So the discrimination and, and our um, time that we've been on earth our black people is just ridiculous, especially when it comes to lending, like the red yeah, line. And I mean, even look at the deeds back in the day, you know, in the 60s, in the 50s and the 60s, the deeds were written in that people of color couldn't buy in these areas. Like, and it was perfectly legal. Like, it is crazy once you start doing the history. So I'm a homeownership advocate. I tell my people, look, 
I'm okay if you rent, but you need to have a plan to go out there and buy something because there's people that look like us that fought for us to get to the point to where we are today to be able to go out here and own and buy. You know, in the 50s and 60s, they couldn't do it as freely as we are. So why are we sitting here not pushing ourselves Mm -hmm. to go out here and own? So, and and that's that's beautiful, man, because a lot of people don't think that way. A lot of people, like I said, a lot of people are scared. So what do you think are the two biggest mistakes that people make when they purchase in homes or trying to purchase a home? Uh, I think, first of all, mentally, they're not mature enough, mm-hmm. right? This is a responsibility. You know, owning a home, as quick as you get the home, you can lose it. You know, I think people only think about the mortgage payment, but you got utility bills. You know, mm-hmm. you got you got maintenance of the house. Hell, you got daycare if you have kids, you know, and it takes a certain level of maturity to pay your bills on time. Maintenance it's, of the house, Lord Jesus. It's it's not it's it's, crazy. It's like, crazy. Something is always breaking. This, this we were just talking earlier about the stairs and a hole over here, and then extermination because during certain seasons the water bugs get in. Mm-hmm. It's a lot that it's happens a, with a house, and you have to be mature to handle that stuff, mm-hmm. right? And your mind has to be right. And there's a lot of people out here that's immature. So the first step is I always tell people you have to make sure that you are mentally prepared for home ownership mm-hmm. because if you're not, that shit can ruin your whole appetite of even wanting to own a home. Mm-hmm. So number one, get your mind right. Number two, always credit. You have to have your credit right. If your credit ain't ain't right, you're not going to get anything. And if you are able to get something, you're going to get the worst interest rates. You're going to get the worst terms and it's going to be more expensive for you. And number three, as a bonus, my son, I would tell you, you need to have some money, right? Just like Tamika just said, something's happening, something's breaking. You need to be able to pay for it. And you can't just always rely on credit cards because now you're falling into that matrix, that, that, that debt matrix where you're never going to get out of that cycle if you're always swiping. And it's good to swipe to get your points and everything like that, but you need to have that capital, that cash to pay that thing off right away. So that way you're not sitting here falling behind the eight ball. So those will probably be the most three important things that I would tell people. Mind right, credit, money right, and then the world is yours. Well, when you think about, uh, when people think about mortgages and, and buying property, they automatically think of houses grass on the outside, driveway, but there's also condos, right? There's There are other things that you might need because I don't know if I would, if, if today I had to go out and buy something, I'm not sure that I would buy houses. I think I would buy, and I'm talking about for me to physically live in. I live in a house now, but I'm saying if I was moving, I probably would want to go somewhere and buy a condo that I don't have all the responsibility of the grounds. So, and I know my parents, they, the same thing for them. Like they, they just didn't want that responsibility. So they chose to go in, in the route of the apartment. So is that something that you also suggest for people who might not be mentally or financially ready for the responsibility of the grounds to keep their grounds? Yeah. I tell everybody you have to do what's right what's best for you. You only know what you can handle and what you can't handle. And owning a single family property is just not for everybody. Hell, Mm -hmm. even owning investment properties or multifamilies is not for everybody. Not everybody's meant to be a landlord. 
You know what I'm right. saying? And right. it takes, you got to be cut from a certain cloth to be able to deal with tenants and property managers and things of that nature. So I'm not one of these people. And if you look on the internet, especially in the real estate space, a lot of people will, will condemn you buying a single family home or buying a, a condo. Me personally, I say black people just need to go buy something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 58% of our community is renters. So I don't care if you're buying a condo. I don't care if you're buying a single family, a multifamily. Make sure you understand your terms that you're getting yourself involved in. Make sure you can afford it no matter what property type that you're purchasing because we want to sustain the home ownership. We don't want to just have it for a year or two mm-hmm. and then year three, you're struggling. you live living paycheck to paycheck and it's not good for you. So I I'm all for it. Like, you know what you want, Tamika. Mm-hmm. So why not go get a condo? Shit, get the, with the amenities, with the everything right. that you need is all built in. So you good. Why not? But just be Very smart. Good. Just be smart about it because, mm-hmm. you know, it's easy because to it, lose Because there's fees. That's the other thing. People don't realize you buy it and then there's still fees. What is it called? Your assessment. Ma- yeah, yeah. Your maintenance, you have to pay your maintenance to be fees. in the nice building. Yeah, you <laughs> they got They get ma- you one way or the other. <laughs> no, those those maintenance fees and HOA fees, they, those things add up. Like even for just talking about fees, right? You got to think about your property taxes and your homeowner's insurance mm-hmm. too. That goes up annually. As homes are appreciating, your property taxes are going to go up. And what I try to tell people is, hey, when you your mortgage payment today, you might be in a 30-year fixed rate and your principal interest payment may not change, but your escrow payment, which is your taxes and insurance, that will change annually. Mm-hmm. So if your houses are appreciating, guess what? The town is going to assess, reassess your house every year, and they're going to raise your taxes because that's how they make money, right? And that's going to drive your payment up. Your homeowner's insurance, these insurance companies can be kind of crooked a little bit. Mm-hmm. They'll raise your insurance $2,000, $3,000 after year one. You're like, what the hell are you raising my insurance for? So you have to be mindful and pay attention to these things. Although the bank might be managing the payment of it, you have to make sure that you you are paying attention because you can always fire the insurance company and go get a new insurance company mm-hmm. to keep your payment low. Mm-hmm. But your property taxes, you can't. So mm-hmm. all these fees, you have to take into consideration when you get into home ownership. Wow. Thanks. So um, this entrepreneurship mortgage loan, how does that work? And do you think it's a good thing? Yeah. So the entrepreneur loan, there's different variations of it. But the most popular is when you use your bank statements um, mm-hmm. to qualify you and use those deposits over the past 12 months versus using your tax returns by going with like a traditional conventional um, mortgage. So it's a good program. I originate that program to a lot of entrepreneurs because let's face it, the tax code is built for business owners, right? Mm-hmm. And most business owners are not, even if they make a gross, a million dollars, they're not going to show their net is a million dollars because who wants to pay taxes mm-hmm. on a million dollars? You're going to show as little as possible to keep your tax bill down. But when you do that, you now are possibly disqualifying yourself from going right. the traditional route where you can get a cheaper interest rate. So these entrepreneurs serve a purpose and a need for those entrepreneurs who are taking full advantage of the tax code to mm-hmm. still go out there and buy real estate. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand it's going to come at a higher interest rate than a traditional. So like right now today, the conventional mortgage is right around six, six and a quarter um, percent, where this entrepreneur loan might be seven, seven and a half percent mm-hmm. on a 30 year fix. But the entrepreneur who's making money, who's doing what they have to do, that might be more advantageous for them to go that route 
because it still might be cheaper payment wise versus them paying two, three, four hundred thousand in taxes, just depending on how much income they're growing in. So it's a great product. Mm-hmm. And um, I encourage entrepreneurs and business owners to continue to look into all the options that are available mm-hmm. because most think they can't buy a home and you can. There's a lot of business owners out here taking full advantage of these programs. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks for that. You know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that I'm glad you asked that question because I'm sure there are entrepreneurs who that's going to be really important to them. Because as you said, most people, they think they have to wait three years and file their taxes and have a certain number and do all of these things. I didn't even know you could use your bank statements um, as a way to apply. And yeah, it's a high interest rate, but you can uh, refinance at a later period when you may have the necessary documentation from a tax perspective, right? Absolutely. So what I tell everybody is this. It's a quick little um, hack that I try to tell people, right? If you are an entrepreneur, you've been in business for five years, and let's just say you use your bank statements just to, as your uh, the entrepreneur loan with the bank statement program to get into the house, and you get a 7.5%, let's just say, for example. Now, you make sure you file your taxes the right way. Mm-hmm. So that way, when you're able to refinance, if you um, have five years in business, then conventional loans will only require one year tax returns and we won't go back two or three years. So you mm-hmm. can now use that fresh new tax return that's showing all the income and all the years that you were kind of deducting everything. We won't even use that. Okay. So now when you use the entrepreneur loan, because everything you have to have an exit strategy. Right. You can't go into something thinking I'm going to be here and this is I'm staying comfortable. No, you have to have a plan to action. So what I try to do is set my clients up for the purchase and then the refinance to get out of it. So now you can save money and get down to a market rate. So that's a quick tip for any entrepreneurs that's going to watch this. If you use this entrepreneur loan, make sure that same calendar year when you go file your taxes, make sure you file it the right way. The right way. So right. that way you you might and you're going to have to pay some taxes. Right. And there's nothing wrong with paying Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. Right. Pay those taxes because now you're going to be able to leverage that tax return to refinance. But also mm-hmm. you can still now leverage that tax return to buy more real estate and invest and get the cheapest money that's available in the market. And that's we're going with a conventional mortgage. So it just really depends on what that person goals are and what, how, what they're really trying to accomplish in, in real estate. So we we have to wrap up, um, and I know also we need to let you get back to your business. But one thing I want to make sure we say in this spot is that it's important for people to express their plan to everybody they work with. Because I, at one point, my banker, I had one set of conversations over there, and then something else with the accountant and something else with, you know, different individuals. And since people didn't understand my plan, and I felt like, at one point I felt like I work for these folks, right? Like they're too busy to listen to me and I need to talk quick and hurry up and get things done. And then when I learned that, wait a minute, they're here for my benefit, then I was able to explain to everyone working around me, even the credit specialist that helped me get my credit straight. Shout out to Quincy from uh, Credit Concepts, which is my son's friend that when I first met him, I was like, I don't know about this, my son. And he's like, nah, he's good people. And now, you know, my whole family has worked with Quincy. Um, and, you know, now that everybody understands what I'm trying to do, we're on the right track. From my credit cards, with my banking, uh, with my banker, she understands what we're trying to do. You know, so so it's just important for people to have the right conversations and express to people what your goals are so that a plan, a collective plan can happen. 
I want to shift real quick because we got to uh, make sure that we get your take on our topic. Um, you know, uh, obviously everyone has been really upset about not just uh, PMB Rock, which is horrible, a horrible, horrible, horrible situation, young man. Um, and, you know, the, for the last few days between my son and my own child and other men, even my dad, who's a 75 year old man, there's been such a level of, I don't know, just depression, feeling of defeat. I can't really speak for you all, but I, I can see it, the pain uh, that that is that rests in this young man losing his life. Um, and, and, you know, my son said something to me the other day. He said, Mom, when I open social media, I get depressed, you know, because it's just so much, so many people dying. Um, and it is not just him. We've been taking hit after hit after hit after hit with artists. You know, uh, I, I was mentioning to my son that the athletes, we keep seeing people dying over there. Then in the community, you've got everything from police violence to regular violence to we watching videos of women getting beat. It's just a lot going on, right? And I TMZ asked me, do I think that rappers are in danger? And I said, I think Black people are in danger. I think Black men have always been an endangered species. And I talked about our economic condition. And if we don't figure out how to make sure we get resources into the least of these hands, we're going to continue to see what's happening now, the PMB Rock situation, and worse. It's not to say that I don't understand jealousy and all, we got all of that. But even all of that comes from something. It's the root of another issue. Because most of the people we know that got a job, they making, they, they making money, they doing what they need to do, they're able to take care of their families, they're not just around shooting and killing people. So the question, that's the topic we've been talking about today. And we just want to get your take. Like, how do you see your role? And, and do you feel like what you do every day, if more of us get on board with it, it will help us to address some of the violence and other issues that we see in our community? Yeah, I mean, first, man, uh, rest in peace to Pamby Rock. I mean, it's just a terrible incident. You're going to get waffles with your girl and... You know, you lose your life. It's um, it's pretty sad, man. And it's um, the have and have nots. You know that that spread is is widening right now, um, especially in the black community. And I think what we do is extremely important because you know no one was talking about stocks, real estate. Mm -hmm. You know these things, financial literacy, business ownership, credit. You know, twenty years ago when I first came in this business, especially in our community, these wasn't topics of conversations in the hood. You know, and in, in my hood. We were talking about going out, you know, we were talking about buying throwback jerseys. You see what I'm saying? Um, so I think us, what we do is extremely important because now it shows people there's another way to make money. You don't have to go rob somebody if you have that entrepreneur spirit, because let's face it, most of these people who are doing these, these crimes, they have an entrepreneur spirit. They're just using that to something different the wrong way. And if you now show them the way of, hey, instead of you going out here robbing somebody, you can take $200 and put it into the stock market and learn how to trade and make money. Yes, it's not going to be quick and fast like you're doing some crimes, but it's something that's legal and it can grow and sustain the stuff over time. So we do our best to try to talk to the youth. Um, we, we give them you know, a lot of free information. We let them into our private communities because we don't want to see our young brothers and sisters continue to go down this route. We want them to excel because 
it's they're our future, right? And if if they're killing everybody, um, we're not going to have a future as black That's people, right. right? So what we do is very important, especially when it comes to home ownership. And this is why I put out so much content just to try to encourage, mm-hmm. you know, the teenagers. You know, I have two teenagers myself, and all I do is speak power into, and you, they love you, by the way, to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so like your I, son I is, he, your daughter is too cool. She she was like hi, but your son was like, "What's good?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> on it, but that's why I had them at Invest Fest. I, mm-hmm. I'm having them in the room, and that's important too, right? Proximity. There's power in proximity, and this is why I had my children at Invest Fest meeting people like yourself in a room, seeing black people that look like them that are not athletes for the most part and and things of that nature. They're out here business owners. They're running businesses legitimately and doing right by the community. And now I want them, they're inspiring to be entrepreneurs. So I would say anybody out there who's watching this, if you know any young people, you're doing anything good, bring them on as a free intern. You never know. That could probably change somebody's whole path and direction um, in your life. And we all have a responsibility to our youth to kind of try to bring them up. And that's why I love what my son doing. He always calling calling them out, right? Um, it's important because we need someone to speak up because we're all thinking the same thing. My son is just the one who's not scared to say it and say it with a very loud voice. So, <laughs> so you know, I appreciate. Don't encourage him. No, it's it's needed, man. He be outside talking, talk, but he's talking to talk that needs because we're all thinking it, right? But we're not all the time saying it or saying it in the way that my son is saying it. So I think what we're all doing is very important to try to change that trajectory. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, these things will continue to happen. I think until we get gun laws um kind of, you know, mm-hmm. situated in this country, these things will is unfortunately it's it's gonna continue to happen. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for what it is that you do, man. Um, it's very much needed. It is um, something that is evolving the culture. And I, and I love watching you guys continuously push, you know, y'all push the envelope. You know, like I, I have my role, like you said, you know, I, I know I've been in the streets and I've contributed to a lot of negativity in our communities. Right. And, and as you grow as a man, you evolve then you realize, and then you have to take ownership of that, right? So when you see that same negativity being imposed in the community, you have to call it out. You have to be one of those people who who speak from authority, who speak, who is a credible messenger, who's been in those rooms, who has levels of notoriety in the streets, and you have to speak up against things that we know is not right. So, you know, watching our, our youth get killed every day, it bothers me. Watching our youth kill each other, you know, because actually you're just killing yourself. You know, we we got we at war in so many different fronts. And when we taking the time to kill our own soldiers, then we definitely can't win the war. So, you know, just keep on empowering us, keep educating us, keep giving us that knowledge that we need. You know, hopefully we'll make a billion dollars like you. You know what I'm saying? You know, that that's the goal. And we'll be financially stable and, and generational wealth, man. So just keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you. We we wanna be I got more way more questions. We'll do this another day, man. We got to just have a, a, a lot more sit-downs with you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. We appreciate you. Thanks for gracing us with your presence. Yes, man. yes. Thanks for joining the Street Politicians, brother. Thanks for having me. Y'all keep up the good work and whatever I can do to help um, any one of y'all. I'm, I'm here for y'all. Thank y'all.
Thank you, man. I just need a loan about two million. <laughs> two million. Two whatever million, you, whatever you need, man. We got Woo! it. We got, we got money to lend, baby. We got there money you go. That's what I'm talking about. MG the mortgage. MG the mortgage guy. Tell them where to follow you. Tell them where they can find you. Oh, so y'all can tap in with me. Um, MG the mortgage guy again on all platforms: Twitter, YouTube, um, Instagram, TikTok. Um, Rants and Gems is my real estate podcast, which is actually the number one real estate podcast in the black and brown community. Shout out to my oh, co-host, Kiana Watson. Um, you can watch us every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Earn Your Leisure's YouTube channel and on all podcast audio outlets. So it's free game. So come get all the free game that we're giving out and, and learn about real estate. And hopefully we see you guys at the closing table. Yes, you right. appreciate you, man. Thanks. All right, guys. Thank you. Peace. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. 
Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Another dope MG, the mortgage guy, you know, dope guy. He always so talks cool. to, yeah, he always has dope energy every time I see him. He always gives this warm energy. He's always, he's been, he's asked, like, yo, we going to do something. So, this he's very, um, you like all black people, not all black people. Let me not say that because that is not true. Ask. I say it too. It's ask. 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 I say that too. Let me ask you. Let me ask you something. Can I ask you something? You like Can it. Ask you, you like it. Ask. I like it. Um, you know what I like about MG? He he flows with when he's talking. Like we talk to people, and and I've had conversations with folks, and it's like, uh, I, I I'm not sure that they're sure. Now some people, because even me, when I'm speaking in certain forums. I have, you know, like, I, especially if I get nervous or I, I feel like, you know, I, I might, you know, I feel like somebody else might know more to me and I'm trying to, like, listen and learn from them. And then somebody's like, oh, who do you think to me? I'm like, I don't need to talk. They know, right? Like, so that happens. You can get tongue twisted and whatnot. But I noticed, but but I, I like the fact that he's so confidently clear about every single point. He's experienced. He's, 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 he's mastered his crap. You know? After 19 years and you know, really investing in himself, learning. Like he mm-hmm. said, he had to go through a lot. He lost everything mm-hmm. for him to really sit and learn the business. That so. seems to be the story of so many successful people. And of course, we focus on our people that at one point or another, we lost everything. Um, we both have our own stories, individual stories. Mine is clearly not as dramatic as yours. Well, you know, it's not as dramatic in that I didn't spend time in prison, but you can become a prisoner within your own right, like in your home to yourself. I was certainly a prisoner to um, uh, uh, prescription drugs. So, you know, all of us, it's like you go through these really tough, it's almost like God has to humble and focus you on whatever, because sometimes I think we get caught up in what we think we're supposed to be doing and where we're supposed to be and the plan that is our plan. And we lose sight of the fact that there was a plan already set forward for us and that's the plan we need to focus on. They say that all the time. You want to make God laugh? You tell them your plans. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and one of the things that I believe wholeheartedly is that every great man, woman, or that I know has experienced some level of seclusion, mm-hmm. you know, where they had to be by themselves, separated from her, and they mm-hmm. had to look within themselves, dig deep, and get more of an understanding of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, his situation is no different than my situation. You know, so when you lose everything, you know, I, I unfortunately had to be behind bars in a cell mm-hmm. to lose everything. He was out here and lost everything. So wow. it's that mind state. That you realize that damn, everything I had has just been taken away. And then you got to say to yourself, what, what, what am I willing to do? Am I just going to say that's what it is? Am I going to say, you know, that's it? They say you, a, a person is not 
defined by where they are in times of comfort and convenience. Mm. You mm. know, it's time of mm. controversy. Yeah, pain. Pain is when you really define who you are. So shout out to MG man. Dope. Yeah, I like him. I like him. You know, I you know, you know when I say I like somebody, I'm like, okay, now we can figure out how to integrate his voice more into what we do. Like I could see us touring and having him to be a speaker regularly mm-hmm. because I think he resonates and you know and, and, and I you know obviously we love unreleased we love all our guys but everybody's very very busy um and I'm sure he's busy too but 20 years later there's gotta be something about being community driven. I can tell we can listen to you know it coming from him mm-hmm. that he's saying he wants to do more. So anyway I think you know I, I think I think we we talked about him being the mortgage guy, but then he starts talking about insurance because it all it yeah, all ties together. The insurance, the trust. You got to know those things. If you sell a mortgage and you sell houses and all that, then you have to be able to know to all the things. Why are people? Why do people not understand? That? Well, no. Listen, you can't. Like, you have to do. You have to do your research. You have to understand historical value, the historical understanding of everything that you do. It's just like even with music, I tell people all the time, you don't just pick up rap, you like you study. You, there are people who've been doing this before, you gotta listen. You listen to different jazz, you listen to blues, you listen to country, you listen to soul. And then you take those pieces and then you create your own with the pieces that's already been there, you know? So mm-hmm. that's what he's, he seems like a real student of the game, man. So shout out to him. Wow, now that brings me to my idol picks. And it's pretty much on course with our topic of the day. You know, uh, once again, RIP to PMB Rock. That's so know, sad. Really could really cool mm-hmm. dude, man. Um so our sister Jamila had introduced us mm-hmm. and had us mm-hmm. in schools in Jersey, and he was a real humble dude, told me how he loved my work and you know, we said we was going to work together. He was a real, real down-to-earth, real cool dude, man. Mm. So, you know, that that's just a tragedy that mm. he lost his life that way. But what I don't get, <laughs> really what don't, don't you, get? you know, and I was in the hood arguing with dudes yesterday. Um, somehow, people have taken the position that they're going to blame this man's child's mother girlfriend or whatever they classify themselves as I don't really know the classification but they blamed her for what happened to him based on uh IG post that she had put up. So is she the one that took the picture of the waffles? She took a picture of the waffles Mm -hmm. and I guess it showed his location. And people are saying based on that is how the robber pretty much knew the way he was or whatever. And nobody knows that. Right, you understand what I'm saying? And even if they did, I, I I know that this wasn't something that she purposely did. And there are people who have conspiracy that say, oh, she wanted insurance money, it goes to, and it's like, it's so sad. It's so sad. It's so, I could understand the trauma that this woman has to be dealing with. To be at first to lose someone you love in front of your face, right? To watch somebody you love shot down in front of your face, the father of your child, shot down in front of your face and then to go to this stupid ass social media and hear people blame you like people who don't know you don't have any don't 
just literally on him blaming him. And, and it's, it's disgusting to me. I don't get it. I don't understand the mind state of people. For me, it's like that lady is dealing with enough trauma. Like she's dealing with so much trauma that it doesn't even make sense to me that people would put her through any more trauma to have to be blamed and have like she did something intentionally that caused the death of someone that she loved. Well, you know, it's it's funny. Ironically, Mia J, um, who is the wife of uh, Young Dolph, um, mother of his children, she first of all went off on and, and and by the way, Mia's my friend, so it's it's funny because she's so you know she speaks, she talks and everything, but she's really pretty reserved and quiet and out the way. But she went off and called people all kinds of names behind that situation. She was saying that the the people on the trolls on the internet are just as bad as the shooters. You're disgusting. You want to stress a person out who's already going through a lot. Like, you know, she she was saying a lot, a whole bunch of things. So I text her and I said, well, tell us how you really feel, Mia. And I'm on a text thread with Mia J, uh, Angela Simmons, and Nicole Bell. Nicole Bell is the wife of Sean Bell, Angela Simmons. Uh, we know the Simmons family, but Angela's uh, son's father was murdered. And then, of course, Mia J and, and the four of us have been talking about how to, um, you know, just support one another and others. You know, just a very informal text thread that we love and we pour into. And as I was saying with Mia, and I was, it was funny to me that she was like kicking ass because she's, you know, this is not really how she does publicly. And Nicole Bell said, Mia, are you okay? And it stopped me in my tracks because I brought it, you know, to be to for us to say these clowns, you know, and talk shit. And Nicole stopped the conversation and said, Mia, are you okay? Because in that moment, Nicole knew that for her to, to go to such an extent, to speak publicly in that way, using sure. profanity and everything, something triggered her, right? And she sent us screenshots of people saying that she set up Young Dolph. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So it's just a sick, it, it's really a sickness. The internet is sick. And it's sad because I want to say it's trolls and it's people that's not even real and da 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 da. But then it'd be, it, it be your own people. It's, it's family it's members. They really do exist and they have. Like, yo, for real, this is my thing. And I saw what Cardi said. She's like, first of all, I doubt anybody was watching her Instagram. But let's keep it a buck. Let's just say they were. Yeah. Let's say they were. Or what happens when you go live when you're in a club? Are you trying to set up your friends and family members? When you're in a club and you live, when you posting that you went to this restaurant and that restaurant and you this place and that place? People do that every day. This is not a new phenomenon. Like, what are you talking about? Creative. And, I think, and these are young people, yeah, by the way. Yeah, so the that's what they do. They they take pictures of where they. They take pictures of their food. That you you should post it once you leave. But even I get caught sometimes. I forget. I was at Brooklyn Chop House the other night, and I'm just waiting. Again, I was waiting for me and Jay. I was waiting for her and my family member Jessica. And I'm just sitting there. And since I'm waiting, I'm just taking pictures, looking at the lighting, doing whatever I want to do. Giving myself, you know, we call it entertaining myself. And before I know it, I posted the picture and tagged where I was. 
and didn't even think about, oh shit, I really need to leave. And I generally do, but sometimes it just happens. In fact, I'm going to tell you, my son, you can flip it on the head. It was, to me, it's super, this was actually probably a very uh, innocent moment that they was just eating waffles and chicken. And she like, look at us, we just eating waffles and chicken. Probably not even thinking about the implications of the jury and the haters and the this and all of the, all this other stuff. Just waffles and chicken, just a moment, you know? So I'm just trying to figure out what's so different about that moment than when they in the club with the bottles and everything and they live. I just think, I just think we just got to do better, man. I just think, I think people have to take the time. You know, social media has given voices to people who actually don't deserve voices, right? They give, they make people's opinion matter that don't matter. You understand? And then it puts things in other people's minds, exactly. and now you got it turns into a topic. Turns shit yeah. like we even have it's to sad. It. So sad. Like the fact that you know it, Kodak Black said she should kill herself. I'm like, really? Wow, I didn't even know they said no. Yeah, shit. like really? Like, I'm gonna go look and find but, it. It's, it's just really. Sometimes, like you know, sometimes we just gotta, we just gotta be mindful. People gotta tell. You just gotta shut up. If he says some stupid shit, like you just no. I mean, I think I, I, I saw it on on one of these platforms. I'm getting ready to find it for you because I really and want the you to see is, it. The problem is that we celebrate ignorance like that, right? We we push that. That's clickbait. That's going to be on every site. People don't want to hear about it. And, and I saw people liking it and everything, yeah. and I'm like, wow. Like I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It's, it's sad. It goes back to what we say. Right? Black woman is the most. Disrespected and unprotected, man. Woman lost her man in front of her eyes. Mm-mm-mm. In front of her eyes. Mm-hmm. And she's being blamed. And people say she need to kill us. You know, we. I just think we got to be better. We have to do better. You know, we have to have grace. We have to have empathy. We got we to gotta deal with each other with a different level of love. You know, so once again, my, my condolences goes out to her. A daughter, his family. Yeah, you know, it, it was Kodak Black. It says that he uh, he uh, well, it says he appears to blame the girlfriend, but he doesn't appear to blame her. He specifically says, "Let me get to the quote." That hoe might as well kill herself, and that's just like you know, like I don't know, and I mean we know Kodak Black and who he is and the type of stuff that he says. So this is not like unusual. It's not far fetched. It's but not. The, but what's what's sad is that it's celebrated. Right. But, but I wouldn't even post that if I was they would. whoever. Well, that's 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 where we are, right? That's and what happens what that does, it further it does two things. Right? It creates a rift between her and him. Mm-hmm. It loved ones, people that love her feel some type of way about mm-hmm. what, what they said about him, right? It it gets trolls to get on there and, and, and feed in and, and start threatening and start her, threatening you her. never know. So it causes real yeah, situations. It and it's like and, and yo, why and are we already, not? It's already we not even taking the time to really just mourn the young man. But what this and, is and my like thing lift, though. She has to raise his his daughter. Why don't we have anything in us that makes us say, "Let me sit back." I don't really know this for sure, so I might not, I'm not even gonna say, say that. Because we don't. That's not. That's not what the internet ever does. The internet makes your opinion a fact. People who don't even can barely read. Have opinions that turn into facts mm-hmm. that they know nothing about. You know, it's so sad. It it's is. really, really sad. But you know, I don't know. I, I just, like I said, are you okay? 
that's that's what came that's what hit me to my core like there's real people attached to these stories and these you know people who are falling victims in our in our community and i just i i don't know i mean you know i'm glad we've been talking about it the whole time so we won't rehash it it was a good show dope show shout out to mgl guy matthew garland for dropping the jewels educating us about mortgage and the things we need to know shout out to you for coming on the show, doing me, your thing, doing what I do. you know, doing what okay, you do, making you. it the number one show thank in the world. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Number one, number Listen. one. Anyway, Listen. That's why people are like, oh, they're already number one, so we don't need to download Nah, you got to download it because we're number one. People yeah, want to download right. the number one show. Make sure you go get the downloads. You keep saying Let that. us know what you feel. If you love our show, if you hate our show, if you got any ideas for topics that you want to hear, if you got some people you want us to interview, let us know. We'll be happy to oblige you. <laughs> no, we won't. We will be We happy. will think about it. We I will not. Oh, you the boss. I'm customer service. You're the boss. This is about customer service for me. Oh, Lord. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Already told customer is always service. right. Yeah, that's what I thought, but not today. But go ahead. Anyway, once again, number one show in the world. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us today. I'm not going to always be right. Tamika's not gonna always be wrong, but we will both always, and I mean always, be authentic. Peace. Salute. Listen to Street Politicians on the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. And catch us every single Wednesday for the video version of Street Politicians on iWomen.tv. That's how we own it! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.